Welcome to The Well, a segment of the North River Podcast, a place for women of all ages to gather and grow as we walk through our journeys of faith. Whether you're new to your devotion to Jesus or watching the legacy of a lifetime of faith unfold, we pray you find truth, laughter, and community here at The Well. Welcome back to The Well. This is Hello. (laughs) Well, last time, LaToya, we kind of took some time to introduce ourselves, and we were really talking about setting our intentions for the new year. Mm -hmm. So... How's that going? <laughs> yeah, it's about we did joke about, you know, it might yes. take like six months and then we Set remember. And keep them is, is the intention, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, you know, I recently took some of my prayers for 2023. I don't know if this is going to make sense to listeners because you can't see it, but I created in my journal a, pr- a prayer shelf. And I, every shelf is a category. So my family, my marriage, my character, you know, like just different things that I'm praying through the church. Like, and every shelf has books. And the book title is what I'm praying. And so, like, my word Jubilee is the name of a book, you know. And I'm not the most artistic. Like, I hope that you guys don't visualize something amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Like, I'll have to show you one day. But yeah, that was one of so my ways creative. of, like, having a space to come back to consistently. Of Like, okay, in 2023, what are my prayers? What am I who am I trying to become? Like all these different things. And what am I trying to see God do in my family and my marriage and my children and in my role? And so I feel like it's, that was kind of my, okay, we're going to keep, I said this in January, it's February. I want to keep this on my heart. So yeah. That's I love kind of, it. How creative. Yeah. And what about your word Jubilee? Jubilee. I still have my bracelet. Okay. You know, like I'm still, I still have it every day decided to like, you know, find something to celebrate. So yeah. And yours is happy and healthy. Mine is How's happy and been? healthy. Yeah. I have to maintain my intentions. <laughs> Happy and healthy. No, I I have. I've been working out. I've been really trying to watch that I'm just eating in a healthier way. Definitely, you know, I mean, my my son and husband just love to keep potato chips in the house. And they are the death of me. Yeah, That's dangerous. But but I'm really, really trying. (laughs) Yeah, so I will say, I know last time I joked, but I want you to, I'm going to show you right now on my phone. Listeners, you can't see this, but I want you to know that ever since our last conversation, you've officially been pinned. On my phone. So we've, we've been chatting a lot, and, and, and it is pinned, ladies and gentlemen. So, oh, I um, feel special. Yes, you are, you are up there. Um, so we're happy to be back, grateful for this um, community that we're creating as we go and um, just having a space to fix our eyes on Jesus and use him as our source of refreshment and encouragement. Um, but I will have to say we are not alone in the studio right now. Ooh. We have another amazing woman here with us. Hello, Diane. Well, hello. It's <laughs> great to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. I'm grateful that you get to be here. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll share a little bit with you all about who Diane is. The beautiful Diane. Amazing. Nice. Talented. <laughs> get ready, folks, because she's amazing. <laughs> Diane was born and raised in Miami, Florida to a Bahamian family. And so Lots of conch and, and peas and rice. Yes, right, ma'am. Stew, conch, fried conch, conch fritters. Conch soup, yeah. <laughs> she has her bachelor's and master's degree in vocal performance, an artist diploma in opera from mm. Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. Mm-hmm. Diane has performed professionally for over a decade. 
She became a Christian in New York City in 1989, and she went on to serve full-time the ministry for seven years mm. as a women's ministry leader. Wow. That's Diane, we are so excited to have you. Yes, yes. I, I will just say, for those of you who have not had the joy of hearing Diane Knight sing, oh my gosh. <laughs> right? All of these accolades don't even, like, compare to what it's like to, like, I don't know, I just see you sing and minister in that way, and it's you just have... An amazing voice. Um, you've been married to Kendall Knight for how long? How long you guys been married? Uh, this year will be 28 years. 28 years. Yeah. Okay, so we'll have to have you back on the podcast for a marriage discussion <laughs> yeah. one day. But um, Diane and Kendall actually adopted two twin boys mm-hmm. when they were four weeks old. Yes. So that's, I'm sure, a unique experience for you guys. And yeah. both of your boys are 24 now? Mm-hmm. Yes, they <sighs> are. I'm sure you're like, where did the time go? Absolutely. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it looks like they're both in, in pretty amazing careers, pursuing mm-hmm. careers in forensic science and cybersecurity. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Wow. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, she teaches piano and voice at Greater Atlanta Christian School in Norcross, and you definitely serve on the worship team here at North River. Yes, We're I do. We are grateful. Um, you help oversee the Thrive Singles Ministry mm-hmm. and the Cultural Humility Group, and mm-hmm. so there's so much that you offer and give, and we're, we're so grateful. I will say some of the hobbies that she shared with us are are reading, golf, and travel. And she does lots of community service through Zeta Phi Beta Sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to circle back to golf. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying a while we so my husband and I went on a double date with you and your hubby mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah. To talk golf. And you were good. That's right. <laughs> you were really good. And then you shared a little bit of how you were introduced and mm-hmm. when you were introduced to yes. golf. Do you wanna mention that a little bit? <laughs> well, yeah. It's interesting because when I turned 40, I kind of, you know how, like you said, you all were just talking about setting intentions, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, hmm, what sport can I do into my mature years that I could maintain? <laughs> and golf came up. And so at 40, I started, you know, I That's went amazing. and I took lessons with a golf instructor, with the whole video thing and everything, and then just progressed to, you know, get in the lesson on the course and stuff. So I've been, you know, quote, playing golf, <laughs> right, um, since I was 40, and I turned 65 this year. Oh, my gosh. You, first of all, I'm your goals. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. I just am so impressed by you. That is That is amazing. So anyone out there who's like, I don't know, I need a new hobby. Hey, there you go. You can get into golf. (laughs) Well, I will say, Diane, when we start our podcast, we Mm kind of have a question of the podcast, a question of the day. Okay. Kind of random, but bear with us, okay? Mm -hmm. So, question today. If you could go back to college, and this is for all of us to answer, if you could go back to college and major in something completely different, what would it be? For me, it would be the medical field. Because originally... Before I decided to be a music major, I actually was going to start off being um, a nurse, nursing major. And then I remember my dad said, well, well, why stop at being a nurse? Why not go ahead and pursue a career as a physician? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would go and I would major in nursing. And then who knows? Maybe I would end up being a nurse practitioner or physician assistant or a physician. Who knows where that would have, you know, led to. I think you'd have great bedside manner. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I would hope so. (laughs) Yes. How about you, Aiden? What would you major in? Oh, my. I have two. Am I allowed to say two? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. One is, 
I, I would want to be a lawyer. Ooh, oh, okay. And okay. I just love, I love law. I love knowing the ins and outs. Yeah. And it's mm. something I actually, for whatever reason, enjoy reading about. Okay. Um, so one would be a lawyer, and the other would be just uh, business and marketing. Mm. I think oh. that's super useful. Okay. Uh, my husband and I used to own our own business, and so I think that that's just something that, kind of stretches over a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. So Very probably cool. I would go back and major in business and marketing. Hey, you could do both. You could have like double major and a minor. That's true. <laughs> That's I right. could. All the things. Yeah, you know, for me, I think I would do sociology of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like I think people are fascinating. Just the the way people think and maybe a sociology, psychology kind of combination. I just, right. I think people are interesting. And I always say it's not, you know, in, in advising and mentoring other people, I, I always say, like, it's not necessarily the decision you made, but how you made that decision that's probably mm. more important. And I just love the way people think. Like, mm. how did you get to that conclusion? Or, right. you know, how do you make sense of your past? And, like, just the way people watching and, and looking at their thoughts and minds and how they kind of landed where they landed, it's just so interesting to me. So oh. I'd want to do something sociology, even different cultures and Things that like doesn't that. surprise yeah. me. I as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, I see <laughs> that. So sense, I see right? that in you. Yeah. So hmm. yeah, that would be what I do. It's so interesting. It's it's clear we'd all do things that are very different, very yes. complex. See, it just proves my point that exactly. people are so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. They are totally. <laughs> so let's jump into our topic. Our topic today is embracing our identity. What does that mean to you, Diane? What comes to mind when you hear that as a woman following Jesus? That whole phrase, right, embracing my identity. Mm-hmm. I think for me it is deciding what defines me. Mm-hmm. You know, what's at my core? What what do I what do I live out of? What motivates me? What what do I focus on? Right. And so for me I think about embrace my identity can um, be looked at it from a lot of different angles or perspectives. It could be through my ethnicity as an African American. It could be through my education, mm-hmm. right? As a a master's degree credentialed, Mm -hmm. you know, classical singer. Mm -hmm. It could be through my economic status. Um, It's, but for me, you know, I had to make the decision that in light of all of that, which is, it makes up a part of who I am, that my, my identity, I I made the decision that I would, I would focus on my position as a daughter of God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate what you said, even about this, the phrase embracing our identity mm-hmm. being what motivates us and, mm-hmm. and what we decide our defining factors come from, yes. which we'll talk about a little bit more. But I wanted to, you know, even think about the opposite of that, embracing our identity. Mm-hmm. One of the phrases I thought of is like losing yourself, like losing, uh-huh. you've lost yourself, you've lost yourself in a stage of life. Or I think, I, I feel like as a young mom, that's a phrase that circles a lot where you feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I've lost myself in this life stage. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I've lost myself, whether it could be in work or whether, you know, different stages of life, like embracing my identity, I feel like is, is obviously the goal, but reality is sometimes we get in these ruts and we get in these seasons where you look in the mirror and you're just like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know. I'm not self-aware. I'm not, I'm not connected with myself. Like, have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that space? And, And what was that like for you? You know, when I think about a season of my life where I felt disconnected, Hmm. I love that word, um, disconnected from my purpose, disconnected from kind of what drives me, mm-hmm. you know. 
um, during the season of my life when I was diagnosed with MS. Mm-hmm. It, it literally rocked my world because everything kind of came like to this screeching halt. And I had to deal with loss. I had to deal with the loss of my health. I had to deal with the loss of um, my livelihood at the time, you know, working full-time in the ministry, teaching. Um, that was really, really challenging because I'm, I'm such a doer, mm-hmm. <laughs> such an achiever. And um, initially, when I was diagnosed with MS, I really, everything had to stop. Because I had to focus on, okay, so I have multiple sclerosis. Now what? Mm. So I had to focus on my treatment. What was that going to mean? It was a lot. It was Mm. a lot to take in. Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like there was ever a point in that time where the disorientation made you have a... How did that affect your faith? Like your view... Because one of the things Mm. you said with embracing embracing your identity is choosing that God would be the defining factor. Of your of who you are as a mm-hmm. as a woman, and mm-hmm. so in that situation, like how did your view mm-hmm. of God change? Did it change? What mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting because when I walked out of the neurologist's office, and I remember walking across the street and having a little conversation with God, and I said, "Okay, God, here are the cards that you're dealing me. So let's go." Wow. You know, it was just I knew. I guess instinctively, when I walked out and the reality of the diagnosis, I thought, all right, the only way I'm going to get through this, mm. this, this, this season, this journey, what had been presented to me was now I was going to have to walk even more closely with God. Yeah. Oh, Diane, I hear you. I, it reminds me of the time of, well, many people don't actually remember this, but I was married before. This is my second marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I was married to an alcoholic for five years. Mm -hmm. And I remember just looking in the mirror and thinking, who am I and what's happened? Mm -hmm. What direction is my life going in? And and even just everything that I had kind of tied to myself at that time, Mm -hmm. my whole world was just upside down. And and I just felt like I was being shaken every day, wow. every single day. Uh, but Diane, you've you've been following Jesus for over thirty years. Mm. How do you let Jesus inspire you every day? It can be a hard habit to maintain to the degree that really sustains you. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think for me, I, I've always been inspired by the life that Jesus lived. And so I've always been drawn to the Gospels and and reading about how he handled all these different situations in his life and interacted with people. And so that's always been incredibly inspiring for me. And so for me, I think um, focusing on that really does draw me closer to God. And that's what has really helped me to persevere, right, through a lot of the different challenges that um, I've had um, in my life. And so for me, that that helps me then to go deeper in prayer, mm-hmm. you know, go deeper in Bible study, um, you know, because I'm a musician. You know, of course, I turn to music as one of my yes. avenues, right, to really help me mm-hmm. to um, just kind of work through whatever it is that's going on, whatever the challenges are that are going on in my life. And, and really... I think in addition to that, staying constantly connected and, and 
and focused on sharing God's love and God's mercy with other people. Mm-hmm. So that way, I stay, everything stays fresh for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? It doesn't become routine because, as you were sharing before, people are fascinating. So if you <laughs> yeah. stay involved and connected with people, all different people from different walks of life, it can never get monotonous. It can never yeah. become routine, right? Stale. Um, but that takes a lot of effort and intention. <laughs> yes, lots of space for setting intention. And, and honestly, it's something that, you know, you shared in a second ago, Amy, the idea of when you were in that space, which I appreciate you sharing about your previous divorce, and there were things that you had tied to your own identity that now you were questioning and like, well, who am I if I'm not mm-hmm. this, that, and the third? I think that can be something that really even affects us being able to embrace our God-given identity, because we spend a lot of time actually deciding our own, like, I want to be known as someone who is productive. I want to be yes. known as someone who's in a perfect marriage. I want right. to post this presentation of my, like, my identity can be kind of rooted in what I've even mm-hmm. kind of pulled from the world and mm-hmm. decided this is important to me, yes. you know, and how obviously the world gives us some of the identity, but we also try to give ourselves and I'm sure, again, thank you for sharing. I'm sure going through a divorce may, was a little, I'm assuming a little trippy of like, well, what, now I'm a divorce, but what does that mean? You know, like, I, oh, I just imagine. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and divorced as a Christian mm-hmm. through really no fault of my own mm. that, wow, did I, what kind of Christian am I? Mm. Am I really representing God the way he wants to be represented? Wow. And feeling like I had to explain myself, my story, um, my husband's history and right. all that was there. It was it was a rough time. Yeah. Uh, it was a growing time for sure. And I look back and, and super bittersweet because I know I wouldn't be the woman I am today without yeah. that pain. Yeah, I connected and automatically with what you were sharing because I too went through divorce as a Christian. And that was just another season of my life where everything was turned upside down. And like you said, having to, you know, explain myself and what happened and, you know, that sort of thing. But I, I agree with you. It, 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 it has formed me into the woman that I am today. And it took my relationship with God and my faith to a level that I had not known previous to that time before going through that traumatic you know, life experience. That's true. It's true. And and it's hard to convey that, really, yeah. except other women who have been through, it doesn't even have to be divorce, but right. whatever area of yes. pain yes. that they they go, yeah, yeah, I get you, yeah, yeah, I see, I see ya, you, yes. I hear you. So like course, Avatar, I see you. I see right? you. Right? <laughs> I see you. So, Diane, of course, yes. embracing our identity means we have scriptures we cling to in mm. times of struggles. Right. So, as a woman who's had all different areas mm. of pain yeah. at different times in your life, in, including infertility, yes. actually, yes. Uh, which scriptures do you cling to often in times of pain? You know, it's interesting. I have... Um, there's so many scriptures, right, to try to boil it oh, down. Totally. To, You're like you know, the right? Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. So I do. I have one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. Awesome. And I've always loved Psalm 139. Mm. You know, even as a, like a young, like a high schooler, Psalm 139 always spoke so strongly to me that, you know, I'm known by God. Yes. And that no matter what happens, no matter where my life goes, that God will always be with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's, whew, 
That's something that I have held on to, you know, through the MS, through the infertility, through the divorce, right? Through all of those situations. But I think the scripture that really um, has taken me over the long haul was 2 Corinthians chapter 4, um, verses 7 through 10, and then 16 through 18. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, Mm -hmm. but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And then um, jumping down to verse 16, I love the way this ends. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Mm -hmm. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I mean, that just capsulizes it for me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Treasures and jars of clay so that, you know, God's power is my life. That no matter what happens, I'm not crushed, I'm not a despair, I'm not abandoned, I'm not destroyed. And so for me, I just have set my mind in every situation that I'm going to fix my eyes on on what is unseen, meaning fix my eyes on the eternal, fix my eyes on God who's my father, Jesus who's my lord and my savior, you know, the Holy Spirit who counsels me through all of those different situations. The Holy Spirit's my comfort. Um, it's my source of spiritual power. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I love it. I, I, as you're reading and even as the stories you all are sharing, again, thank you for the courage to even share mm-hmm. from these spaces. I think that uh, something I'm thinking of is life is messy. Oh, yeah. Life is messy, and it's not this linear, like, I started here, and then I went here, and then I landed there, and it was all amazing. (laughs) It's like, and I think that's good for me to hear as some, you know, the younger one in the room, because I feel like I want life to be simple, and I want everything I see to make sense and be perfect, and one plus one equals two, but it's like one plus nine equals negative 14, (laughs) and that's just the reality, you know, like, and even the passage you said, you know, fixing our eyes on what is unseen. Like that is just good for my heart, right? Because yeah. again, mm-hmm. I'm 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 in the digital age, and I see, you know, like I want. What do I see? What do I, you know? And so I think it's important to like, as Christians, as women of faith, to be reminded that like, hey, my faith is rooted in what you can't see. Yes. Like, and even those words that the scripture uses, broken, abandoned, destroyed. Right. Like, that can be terms in different stages of life that we decide. Oh, that's who I am. And I embrace that. I embrace right. that I'm broken. Mm-hmm. I embrace that I'm destroyed. I em- embrace that I'm abandoned. I went mm-hmm. through that for decades right. with my father. Like, yes. I'm, I've embraced that I'm abandoned. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Lots of therapy has helped me to heal from that. Right. <laughs> and not to make a lot of therapy, but I needed a lot of help. To, I'm not, I'm more than just an abandoned little girl, exactly. you know? And so I think those words are really strong. You know, I wanted to close our time today, actually, with a passage, right? Not too far from what you just read, Diane, Second Corinthians 5, that's totally the Holy Spirit of all of the scriptures go. in the Bible. Right. <laughs> we could have shared, um, I'm, I'm reading in the next chapter over, but I'm, I'm going to read in Second Corinthians chapter 5 um, from verse, verse 14 
all the way to chapter 6, verse 2. And I want us to, as we listen to this, to think through, you know, this topic of embracing our identity, Mm -hmm. how this relates from the perspective of God being the one who's already decided our identity. Mm -hmm. So I read this passage in the NIV, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Hmm. Um, I love this passage. There's, there's so much richness in this. You know, one of my favorite concepts that and what made me want to read this is in Uh, Verse 16, it says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I spent so much of my faith years growing up, one, regarding Christ in a worldly point of view, but Mm -hmm. also regarding myself in a worldly point of view, letting what other people did to me or did around me define me, letting my body image and how people saw me define me, Mm -hmm. letting, you know, just all the worldly things that the, the world would kind of like, used to stamp on me I was like that's who I am I'm regarding myself from a worldly point of view and I think it's so easy to do that Uh, but the Bible says we do so no longer exactly and I'm like thank the Lord like get those (laughs) sticky notes off of me (laughs) do not label me as the girl with dot 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 or the woman who dot 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 Mm -hmm. like and we have to fight to break up and to separate ourselves from those worldly Point of views, but then we get to go on and see that it says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, mm-hmm. the new is here. He even goes on to say, um, towards the end, that he says, He made God in verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yes, and that is the invitation of a lifetime to be invited to, to carry on the righteousness of God. Like, I always, you know, I work closely with campus students. Mm-hmm. And I always think, what if you were failing a class and the person sitting next to you was making 100 on everything, getting extra credit, you know, 104s on their tests. And at the end of the semester, they said, I know you have a zero, <laughs> but you can have my grade and I'll take yours. Mm. It's just like, what? Wow. Like, you have nothing to offer <laughs> this person, but they're saying, you can be my goodness. You yes. can. And that is just the invitation where he said, I have a stamp. Mm-hmm. And it covers all those other stamps. Yes. And it's the blood of Jesus, right. you know, where it's like, I have the ability to cover. He says he, he doesn't even count our sins against us. Exactly. So you turn in this test that has nothing right and you get 100 back. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. You oh, know, that? <laughs> Like, yes. that's the grace of God, you know. Uh-huh. And exactly. if we can accept that, if we can. That's why I love in this passage where Paul says, I urge you, I implore you. Mm-hmm. And I want to do that to us, to the, to the women in this room, to the women listening. Like, I implore you and I urge you, look at the stamp God has given you. Yes. Look at the stamp 
that is bigger than any other definition that anyone else can give you. Mm -hmm. And I implore you to be reconciled to who God says you are. Um, You know, in in chapter 6, he talks about, in verses 1, he says, you know, I'm going to flip there. Good old app. It talks about how in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. You know, I think it's important for us to realize that we maybe yesterday or last week or last month was terrible and we had all these other things we were focusing on start today yes you know now is the day like today is the best day to start (laughs) something different and start a new way of thinking and changing your mindset and not just being aware of and obsessed with what god wants me to do god wants me to raise my children god wants me to be a great neighbor god wants me to be kind god wants me to be pure god wants me to god wants you to be his daughter Mm-hmm. Just sit down, yeah. <laughs> you know, so sit inspiring. down and just be humble, you know, humble to the fact that you don't actually have to be those things, right. you know, and the world tells us, you know, you got to coordinate all your projects and keep your emails up to date and work out and stay hydrated. Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is the, the fastest treadmill we are yeah. all trying to keep up on. And it's like, just get off, so you know, freeing. free and get yeah, off the treadmill. Up. Be who God wants you to be, not just do what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I want to encourage all of us to be wary and cautious and really attentive to the things that the world is trying to stick to us. Yes. And if you notice it, pull it off. Sure. <laughs> that is not an, an embracing, not just being like, okay, I guess I am loved. No, embracing. Mm-hmm. I am so, like, you ever see a little girl who, like, has this new dress on, and oh, she's, like, goodness. you know, a six-year-old, a five-year-old, and she walks in, and she's just I like, I know, I'm cute. <laughs> you know, she's strutting her stuff. You know, like, let's walk in that space where it's like, no, I am love. Like, there is nothing that can change that. Like, I am captivating. You know, like, just being able to see that, I think that's what I would want for us to take away is yeah. for us to be um, relentless about rejecting the world's identity stamps and passionately pursuing God, what, where is the blood of Jesus, and how can that cover my, the multitude of sins mm. of my own, of people who've sinned against me? Like, I'm a daughter of God, and that's the identity I want to embrace. So, mm-hmm. just some thoughts for us to take away. Beautiful. New identity. Yeah. God gives us a new identity. Yeah. Yes. So, Diane, any other thoughts you want to leave with our community before we finish today? Well, that was powerful, <laughs> amazing, beautiful. And so for me, you know, I think embracing our identity in Christ will never fail us, period. It will never fail us. And embracing our identity in Christ is eternal. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Love that. You know, this has been amazing. Um, I feel like it's it's good for my heart, a lot of the things that were shared. And I'm like looking at our show notes and want to go have my own time was looking over our show notes just kind of reflecting on some especially some of the passages that you shared Diane and um, you know it's it's a special space to share thank you so much for joining us and sharing your life and thanks for having me yeah this it's has been amazing it's my so first fun. podcast yeah and we you know we had a little different vibe today you know you may have heard some voices some um, you know, the well is a, the women's segment of the North River podcast, right. but you may have heard some deeper male voices in the background, and that's because we're in the studio in our church building, and um, they actually have a men's prayer breakfast on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. and so when we came in, the, the, the men of all different ages and stuff, they're mm-hmm. out there eating their Chick-fil-A biscuits and in prayer groups, and, and so... 
you may have heard them and they're awesome right. um but <laughs> they're they're having a great time out there we're grateful for them but there's there's a lot to celebrate just even from what god has given us mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for what we're able to learn and take away. And um, thank you for joining us for our February episode. You know, the episodes drop once a month. So grateful that you could join us for our February edition. Happy Black History Month. Same There's to you. so much to look forward to. Yes. And, and um, yeah, thank I'm just, you for having me. Yeah, it's been a blessing. Well, we are so excited about <laughs> this podcast. And we hope that you were all inspired today. And we will see you next month at. The well. The well. The well. (laughs)